Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. That's right. He is your God and what a mighty God we serve. Happy Sunday, family. We are on day eight of the garden of your mind. Let's get into today's devotional. True inner beauty is found when your mind is illuminated by the truth found in your spirit. When we are born again, our spirit is made completely new and we are set free through the power of the cross. But our mind is not. That is why there is an ongoing tension between our spirit and our mind. Your mind has been shaped by the world, its behaviors and language, the old sense of identity. Now your mind needs to go on a lifelong journey which purposefully extracts the beauty from what God has done in your spirit and draw it into your mind, into all of your thoughts, your patterns of thinking, and your coping mechanisms. Your mind needs to position itself under the authority of your spirit for it to experience freedom and hope and to be fed daily with God's truth. If we do not engage with this process, our thinking will stay fixed on those old frameworks and strongholds of defeat, pride, rejection, insecurity, compassion, comparison, and fear. And we will not experience the victory and freedom that Jesus has paid the price for. If we do not renew our thinking with truth, we will remain captives in our mind. We all wish this was an automatic experience, right? God, just give me a completely brand new mind, please. But God's goal for our thought life is that as part of our discipleship journey, you and I learn to think with the mind of Christ, that we become spirit empowered and spirit filled with our minds. As we have been learning, the landscape of our mind is our responsibility to recreate and to have been given the tools to do it. It's time to confront our insecurities, not just for ourselves. We think we have a secret garden in our mind. Well, no one but God can see our full landscape, but everyone hanging around you and I will personally experience the good and the bad fruit of our thoughts. Ending prayer. Father, give me the courage to recreate the landscape of my mind, one thought at a time, and to think like who you have called me to be. Amen. This right here is so powerful. As I was reading it, what stood out to me is what she said towards the end. We think that we have a secret garden in our mind. But we all know that only God knows our thoughts. But what she said next was really powerful. Yeah, God may be the only one who knows your thoughts, but everyone else hanging around you will personally experience those thoughts. My God, your friends and your family, those that you say that you love are experiencing your bad thoughts. They're experiencing that anger. They're, they're experiencing that frustration. They're experiencing all of it see what you are thinking don't just hurt you it's not just giving you a bad day family it's giving everyone else around you a bad day why do your family have to suffer because you don't want to renew your mind as a man thinketh, so is he our thoughts 
produce emotions and our emotions show up in action. So our family are the benefactor of our thoughts. Our loved ones are a benefactor of our thoughts. And it's either going to be good or bad. And what came to my mind is, you know, I love telling you guys my journey. I mean, I remember one day, and this is way before I even, you know, came to Christ, probably um, the early 2000s, probably like maybe 2007, maybe. And um, I remember going to uh, a party with one of my cousins. And honestly, I really didn't want to go. I was miserable, uh, hands down, miserable. My mom passed, my brother locked up. I don't know where my daddy is. I, I, I was just, just, I was done. I didn't feel like doing Jack, but she wanted it to get me out the house. She was trying to help me. You know, like most of our family and friends, when they see us in a rut, when they see us depressed, when they say, come on, let's go out. Let's, let's go have a good time. Let's go to a party. Let's go to a movie. They do their best to help us. But many of us like having a pity party. I'm going to just raise my hand. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. Mm-hmm. I had, a, I wanted the pity. I was mad. And sometimes we get accustomed to being and having those feelings that we adjust to it. And many of us also like the treatment that come with it. But that's a whole nother podcast. We're going to just leave that right there. We're going to leave that right there. Let me get back to the story. <laughs> so we go to this party. But I got my arms folded. My lip poked out. My thoughts are all over the place. My emotions all over the place. And my cousin would say all the time, Trina, come on, come on, fix your face. Come on, Trina, fix. Come on, you're too pretty. Come on, come on, come on. But this particular day, I saw her heart break. We were around her friends and around her loved ones. And I'm the only one not having a good time. I'm not. I'm just sitting there, lip poked out, arms crossed, like, why am I even here? And I remember she pulled me to the side with tears rolling down her eyes. And she said, Trina, why did you even come? Because now you're making everyone else miserable. And that made me cry. And in that moment, I thought she was the selfish one. In that moment, I thought she was the one that was wrong. In that moment, I'm like, you know what I'm going through? Why would you say something like that? Why would I took it personal and I played the victim? I couldn't see her point of view. I couldn't see how my thoughts, how my thoughts were hurting her. How she was becoming a benefactor of what was going on in my head. That she was becoming a benefactor of what was going on with me emotionally. That everybody at that party was a benefactor of what was going on in me. My God. I didn't, I didn't see that. I saw myself. I was the victim. I don't, I'm the one who doesn't have a mother. I'm the one. I'm the one. I, me, me, me. I, I, I. I use all of it as a crutch. I was playing the victim, not realizing that I'm the whole villain. Yeah, my mom did pass. Yeah, my brother was incarcerated. Yeah, I didn't know where my father was, but I had a choice to choose. I didn't have to spend the rest of my life miserable. I didn't have to spend the rest of my life. It was a choice that I made, but I didn't know any better. Until I met a man named Jesus. Until I met people who showed me the way of the Lord. Who raised me spiritually. Then I got a greater understanding. 
and recognize how my actions affect other people. How when I'm in my feelings and in my emotions where I just feel like it's affecting me, it's not just affecting me, it's affecting everyone around me. When you start looking at it, when you start looking at it from that perspective, family, and if you genuinely love the people you say that you love, it should make you want to renew your mind. It should make you want to go to God and say, I don't want to hurt the people I love. I don't want them to be a benefactor of these negative thoughts. I don't want them to be a benefactor. And see, let me tell you something. The enemy will try to use the same thing. Because I told you guys I suffered with suicide. And there's a lot of people who are being tormented with demonic thoughts. And you may already know that what you're doing is hurting your family. You may already know how you're responding to life situations and circumstances is not productive. So what the enemy will do will tell you, look, look, you're no good to nobody. You might as well just kill yourself. Look at you. Look, 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 you hurt your mother. Look, you hurt your father. Look, you hurt this person. You hurt that person. Look how you're acting. Look how you're responding. What good are you? Lies. Because those were the same lies the enemy told me. Those were the same lies, family. I didn't know that I could go sit with my heavenly father and ask him to help me and that he would actually help. Especially when you are around people who mean you no good or not trying to really help you. Or and if they do help you, they it's something that they're getting out of it. They use manipulative tactics. Oh, I'll help you and you will owe me. I didn't know that God wasn't man, that he wouldn't lie. I didn't know that he was a God of integrity, a God of compassion, a God of mercy. I didn't know I had to come to know that so that I can trust him. I can trust him with my even my negative thoughts. I, I got to a place that I didn't have to go to God just when I was in a good mood, that I didn't have to go to God because I was having a good day. I got to a place that I trusted God with my bad days. I trusted God with my bad thoughts. I trusted God with my bad actions, that I was able to go to God even when I was having a bad day, saying, Lord, this day isn't a good day. Lord, I'm in my feelings. Lord, my heart is broken, but fix me. Help me, Jesus. Help me. God isn't like us, family. And sometimes we don't talk to people about the things we're going through because we don't want to be judged. We don't want nobody throwing nothing in our face. We don't want to see our business on social media. We don't want to be the topic of the next family event. So a lot of us, we hoard. We hoard what we are going through on the inside of us. I'll just hold it on. I'll just hold on to it because I, I don't have anyone that I can truly trust. I don't have anyone that I can really be naked with. So I'll just keep it to myself. But I'm here to encourage you. If you already don't know that you can trust God, you can trust God with your good days. You can trust God with your bad days, your good thoughts and your bad thoughts. And he will comfort you for he will never leave you comfortless. That day, I recognized that my thoughts and my emotions wasn't just affecting me and affecting how my day was going, but how it was affecting everyone around me. And if you love the people that you say that you love, and I mean really love them, family, it's time to renew your mind. It's time to be healed. It's time to be made whole so that you can prosper in every area of your life. 
so that you can honestly and lovingly give of yourself to the people that you say you love without holding back, without thinking that they're going to hurt you or manipulate you because you done dealt with that in the presence of God. So now you can come into the world and be the best version of yourself Seeing the best in everyone, not judging people based off of your last experience with somebody else. My God, I'm going to say that again. Not judging people based on the experience that you had with somebody else. Many of us are mistreating people because of an experience that we had with someone that is not even them. Memories, haunting memories. We got to deal with this. We don't trust people based on the experience of someone who wasn't trustworthy. We got to deal with this because everybody is not out to get you. Everybody is not trying to hurt you. Everybody is not trying to manipulate you. But if my mind thinks it, that's what's it. As a man think, if so is he. If my mind think it, I won't get close to you. If my mind think it, I won't really trust you. And I always have one eye open and I always look at you sideways because the last person I trusted hurt me. And if I'm soaking in the last time somebody hurt me, they will never be a new time there will never be a new opportunity for God to show me that people genuinely love me and people genuinely care and I can trust them family we gotta renew our mind we gotta renew these thoughts because people are becoming benefactors of the thoughts you think that are secret but your thoughts are turning up into action and it's hurting them it's discouraging them I want you to take inventory of the people in your life. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Have my thoughts been hurting my family? When we think of hurting, we think of the words we say and we think of maybe abuse and stuff like that. But are your thoughts hurting them? Are your thoughts, are your insecurities and your fears and your comparisons and your pride and your rejections, are they hurting the people that you say you love? Of course, it's indirectly, but the truth is what the truth is. We got to deal with it, family. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to show us us. And then we begin to do the work. We begin to recreate. We begin to mold and shape our mind into the image of Christ. We have a job to do. God did his work. I love that she said in the beginning, the work that Christ did was for our spirit, but we are responsible for our mind. I'm going to read the beginning portion again. When we are born again, our spirit is made completely new and we are set free through the power of the cross. But our mind is not. That's why there is an ongoing tension between our spirit and our mind. Family, we have to we have to take responsibility and bring our mind under the authority of our spirit. Our spirit is renewed. Our spirit is alive in Christ. Our spirit believes, our spirit hopes, our spirit believes the things of God. We got to bring our mind under the authority of our spirit family. We have to, because we can't just think about ourselves. Think about the ones you love family. I love this perspective of the mind. 
because we never looked at it like that. And I'm so grateful that I got so many stories. <laughs> Man, the minute I read this, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm, remember you went to this party? Mm-hmm. You was making everybody miserable because your thoughts were miserable, because your emotions were all over the place. And I wish I could take that day back, but I can't. But I will take that learning experience not to do it again. And family, it's to the point because I know myself, because your sister is human and your sister have good days and your sister have bad days. If I am in my feelings, I say no. I don't like going places because I know me and I know if I'm not really involved, I won't be present. And I feel like if we're going to go to a party, if we're going to go to a gathering, we need we need to be present. So we need to be honest with ourselves and say, you know what? I need to get my heart together. And I, I always take that time to spend with the Lord so he can refresh me, so he can pour new oil on me so that I can be ready for the next event. But I'm honest with myself and I'm even honest with those that I love. I say, you know what? I'm in my feelings right now and I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to go. I remember I remember even one day um, my pastor called me to preach, but I was all the way up in my feelings. I done prepared the message and, you know, I was ready. And I'll never forget. God told me, you're not ministering to my people like this. That's exactly what God told me. Hurt people, hurt people. When you bleed, you unintentionally bleed on other people. And I knew it. And I just humbled myself. And I remember calling my pastor and I said, Dad, I'm I'm not feeling too good. Um, I don't think I should minister. I'm in my feelings right now. And it's, I don't feel like I should be ministering to the people of God. And he understood. Family, we got to know when we we need to know ourselves, and we need to know when we need to sit down and sit with God and get healed and not try to oh, I, I, just forget it. Forget it. Oh, don't worry about it. No, because unintentionally we hurt people. And I never want to minister from a place of is one thing of me ministering from a place of remembering. Like right now, I'm sharing a a past event, but I'm not right now in this present moment hurt. Amen. I can share it because I'm not hurting. But if I'm sharing something with you and my heart is hurting, I don't want to bleed on nobody. And that's one that's one of the issues that I feel like in in leadership today that they need to know when it's okay to sit down. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm bleeding. It's okay to sit down, but everyone has to, oh no, I'm the pastor, or oh no, I'm this, I'm that. No, you need to sit with God. And that's okay to take a time out to say, okay, I'm tapping out of this one. This is why we have a community. Okay, I'm sitting down. Someone else has to take, you know, take the stand because I need to sit with God. I think that's important for all leaders to do that, to come to the awareness. I'm not good. I'm not. It's okay to say I'm not okay, even for pastors. I'm not okay. But for some reason, it's hard. It's hard because everyone sees them as their spiritual superhero. Everybody sees them and put them on a pedestal. And people forget that pastors are human. They forget that they hurt too. They forget that they cry too. They forget that they're vulnerable too. They forget that they're tempted by the enemy too. They forget that they're human and that they're going to fall short and that they're going to make mistakes. So too many leaders have to put on this mask when they're hurting instead of being okay with saying, I need to sit down 
because of what people may think or say about them. And family, as the church, we need to do better at that because our our leaders need ministering to our leaders need ministering to. Forgive the noise in the background. I'm at work. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we, we really have to be more compassionate with our leaders because it's funny how you want grace when you fall short. But you can't give them grace when they fall short. How is that fair? We could declare grace, grace. But when the pastor, girl, did you hear that? What the woman of God did or what the man of God did? My God, see, this is what I'm talking about. That's not godly. You must have forgot the last time you fell short. You must have forgot the last time you fell into sin. You must have forgot the grace that was given to you. As much as given is as much as required. And we have to do better with how we treat our leaders. And I don't know why the Holy Spirit is taking me there, but that's where I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit of God. You need to do better with how you treat your leaders. And maybe this isn't for you or maybe it's for someone that you know, but they are human too. The call doesn't exempt them from being in the flesh. Yes, there is a higher call. Yes, there is a greater responsibility. But it doesn't mean that they will not be exempt from the temptation of the enemy. And that they need prayer like we need prayer. They need lifted up like we need to be lifted up. We can't forget them. We can't forget them. Our leaders are just as important and even more important. Why? Because the enemy goes for the head. And once you cut off the head, there goes the rest of the body. And if you're looking all over social media and the news, they are attacking the head. Every time I turn on the social media, I'm talking, I'm seeing something about this pastor and this prophet and this. the enemy is cutting off the head. And instead of people interceding, y'all coming and joining in on a conversation. Yeah, you know, I heard that about pastor so-and-so. No, you need to be praying because the enemy is cutting off the head. And people are not realizing that if the head is cut off, there go the rest of the body. But that's a whole nother message. And let me get back to today's message because the Holy Spirit took me there and I went there. Now I digress (laughs) in the name of Jesus. Family, we got to get our thoughts together because our thoughts hurt other people. Our thoughts hurt other people. You know what? You know what? You're right, Holy Spirit. As I'm as I took a quick pause, the Holy Spirit was reminding me how even the thought process of how we treat leaders have a lot to do with our thinking. We think that they're, you know, they they are exempt from mistakes. We think that they should, you know, do better than anybody else. But that's not true. That's false. We're all equal in the eyes of God. That's between them and God. That's between them and God, not them and you. We're to love, we're to support, we're to encourage. But let God deal with them. Let God discipline them. Let God do it, not us. Not us as the body. So I just really had to throw that in there because we, we, we really need to renew our mind and renew our thoughts and stop flowing and going with culture and really seek the face of God. Lord, what do you say about the matter? What should I do? We follow the trend. We follow the thread. 
We follow the thread instead of following the Holy Spirit of God because the Holy Spirit will lead you into prayer. The thread will lead you into commenting something outside of the will of God. Stop following the thread and follow the Holy Spirit and enter into enter into intercession. When you see somebody posting that something negative about a leader, you don't know them. You weren't there. Don't join the conversation. Join heaven's conversation and pray for them. They may be wrong. They may be in sin, but that's between them and God. That's between them and God. Let me remind you that our the father of faith, Abraham, who lied and said Sarah was his sister so that Pharaoh wouldn't take her or what, that Pharaoh wouldn't kill him. And then he took Sarah and then God came to him in a dream. Abimelech said, you, you was as a dead man if you touched this woman. But Abraham lied. How come somebody else is being punished when he lied? The man of God lied. He was dead wrong. But God covered him. And God went to the other man and said, if you touch this woman who is another man's, who is another man's wife, you as good as dead. Family, we need to learn from the Bible. We need to learn from about the Bible. Paul. I'm, I, uh, man, I, let me calm down because it's frustrating me. <laughs> Saul, not Paul. Who tried to attack David. Touch not my anointed and show my prophets no harm. Saul was dead wrong. He is trying to hurt and kill the man of God. But David didn't retaliate. David didn't go on social media and tell everybody that he, today Saul out here throwing javelins. That's that's not what David did. David stayed in prayer. David stayed in worship until we follow the thread of the Bible. We'll never be right as believers. We keep following the trends. We keep following what everybody else doing. We comment on stuff that we shouldn't comment on or we talk about things that we shouldn't talk about. That's not what it that's not what is being done in scripture. That's not how things are being handled in the Bible. So I think we really need to really go back to the word of God and 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 see how the Holy Spirit want us to handle certain matters because we're not doing things right. And I honestly, I can be honest, that does frustrate me, family. Every time I turn on social media, YouTube, Instagram, somebody is always trying to expose a man or woman of God. And it makes my stomach hurt. It genuinely makes my stomach hurt. You ain't got nothing better to do than be than to be trying to expose someone. If you think someone is not biblically sound, how about you be biblically sound? Instead of you trying to talk about the man or woman of God, how about you get in position and be the instrument that's telling the truth? Instead, the enemy is using them as instruments to continuously talk and uh, gossip and backbite. We're doing it wrong. Just, I don't have the energy. My, I have too much work to do to be talking about what somebody else is doing. Even if I see something that is in error, you know what my responsibility is not to attack the man or woman of God. My position is to be in a, alignment with God and stand for the truth. So if I hear a sugar coated message, I will come with the truth of that message. That's doing the work of God. Not going around pointing the finger and gossiping and backbiting. 
That's that has something to do with what's going on inside of our mind, how culture has shaped our mind. That's exactly what she said. That's exactly what she said. And we have to get this right. Your mind has been shaped by the world, its behaviors and language and the old sense of identity. Family, we have to, oh man, we have to change this because we're, our mind isn't right. We have took on the ways of the world and not the ways of God. And our, our thoughts have been shaped. Our behaviors have been shaped. And now we need to recreate and reshape by seeking the face of God and reading the word of God and replacing the old mindset with a new mindset and replacing pride and rejection and insecurity and compassion and fear with humility and acceptance and boldness and love. We have to make that shift, family. We have to. We have to. Man, who Jesus, these devotionals have been life altering, thought altering. Like every day I read it is like, wow, wow, wow. The Holy Spirit just reminds me of how important it is that we really have the mind of Christ and how differently the world would be. We don't even need to take the percentage of the world. We need to even just just worry about the body. If the body of Christ was to get on post, if the body of Christ renewed their mind, really renewed their mind, not just to have to have information, not just to have scripture, because you could have a whole bunch of scripture, but have no revelation, have no understanding. Quoting scriptures don't mean you have revelation. Quoting scriptures don't mean you have a level of understanding. But when you sit with God and you commune with God, he will reveal deep and secret things. He will open the eyes of your understanding and reveal unto you the truth of the word that you can proper, properly exegete the text with full understanding. And that's what we need, because if we truly understood the word of God, we wouldn't treat each other the way we treat each other. The church is being persecuted by the church. Why do the world need to step in? When the church is already stabbing the church in the back. It's sad. But it goes back to our mind being shaped by the world. And allowing the world to pollute us. And that's why the Bible says wear this world as a loose garment. Don't conform. Don't conform to the ways of the world. But be renewed. Hallelujah. Be renewed in your mind. Be renewed. By the transforming of your mind. That you could prove what is acceptable. Acceptable to God. Family, we got to get this together. We really do. We really do. And when I say we, I am definitely including myself. Definitely. We all. This is this definitely has me very conscious of myself. Very conscious of myself. More conscious than I've ever been of myself in a long time. This is so important, family. But I appreciate for such a time as this that the Lord has called us higher to reshape and recreate our beautiful mind to look exactly like Christ. I want to read today's scriptures that goes along with it. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all new all things are become new. Romans 8, 5 through 8. 
For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit do the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Jesus. Philippians 2, 12 through 13. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Let the spirit of the Lord, let the spirit of the Lord family work in you both the will and to do the good pleasures of the Lord. You have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And it starts with your mind. What a perfect way to end today's devotional. I'm going to read this scripture again. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasures. This is blessing me. It is is making me so intentional. I'm so I'm so grateful. And I pray that it's making you intentional, that it's helping you reshape, that you're more intentional about how you show up in the world and as it was spoken today that you're mindful of how your thoughts hurt others and that how they are a benefactor of what's going on on the inside of you and that you don't want them to receive the bad but only good i pray that you're intentional with that so you can shift how you show up in all of your relationships in the mighty name of jesus I will be back tomorrow for day nine of the garden of your mind. Have a blessed day, family. Love you.